0: your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. It is Wednesday, September the 9th. You are listening to Locked On Cardinals, which is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Thanks for listening today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a conversation coming up with Nash Walker of the Locked On Twins podcast. We did a crossover show after the game last night, so we... I will share that conversation with you guys, but first, I did want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Special Olympics Missouri. Right now, you have a chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri, plus be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Go to somo.org/raffle, click the green button, and buy truck tickets generically. Twenty bucks gets you five tickets. You get one extra for free. That connects so athletes to health and wellness programs. Ten dollars is the minimal online purchase, but you can also Get two trips awarded to Branson and Las Vegas. You don't need to be in Missouri to win. So my all of my out-of-state listeners, you can enter this as well. Head to Sumo.org raffle. Click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. You get one entry towards the trip raffle for every $40 you purchase towards the truck raffle. 20 bucks for five tickets, one free for being awesome, and a chance to win a brand new Canyon 2020 GMC 4x4 truck or more. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Nash Walker of Locked on Twins. Hello and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a crossover show for you today for Wednesday, September the 9th. I am Lucas Smith of Locked on Cardinals, and I'm joined by Nash Walker, host of Locked on Twins. Nash, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Lucas. I gotta say, this is your Wednesday show. I'm I'm not as uh, you know privy to getting the episodes done. I know you're really on top of it with your listeners. This is gonna be my my late Tuesday night show for the Locked On Twins crew. I'm just I'm just not as proactive as Lucas, so All I right. apologize.
1: <laughs> I'm sure your listeners appreciate you as well, and actually do a great job over there. So, um, but we do have a baseball to talk about with the Twins and Cardinals splitting a doubleheader today. Um, I don't know about you, but I went into this series. Really looking at a split as a win for the Cardinals Um, because the Cardinals might be a playoff team,
2: but they're nothing like the bomb squad Nash. They're nothing like the twins. All right. You don't need to be pumping my tires, Lucas, (laughs) my ball club. No, I think, you know, any day you have a doubleheader, you look for a a split, right? You know, I think when you have in baseball, and that's why we love baseball. It's a really weird game. We both say that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a weird game where Bad teams, not the Cardinals, I mean, this doesn't have to do with the Cardinals. Cardinals are not a bad team, but bad teams beat good teams all the time. You know, and that's why when you look at an expanded playoff format, a three game series in the first round, anything can happen. And then when you look at a at a double header, I just think automatically you think split because that's just the way that it usually goes with two good Baseball teams, you know, it, you'll see sweeps when it's like the Twins swept the Tigers last weekend in a doubleheader. When it's a, a talented, really talented, good team against a, a bottom feeder, you'll see a sweep. But more times than not, you're going to see a split, and that's why when the Cardinals swept the White Sox, who've been really hot this year, that was impressive too. Um, but a split today and a really odd third inning that I'm sure we'll talk about, Lucas. Absolutely, um, yeah. Cardinals have had
1: definitely their share of doubleheaders this year with the uh, the COVID 19 outbreak and. They, they, they have one more on Thursday, and then two more, three, three or four – excuse me, they have five more coming out the rest of this year, oh including Thursday. Goodness. So the doubleheaders are not over for St. Louis. But let's go ahead and start with, with game number one today. Um, it took a couple innings for the uh, for the Twins to score, but when they did, they they didn't seem to stop 7-3. And I just thought Barrios was filthy was in this game. What did you see from your starter?
2: Yeah, Barrios – Started the season not very good for the Twins. A lot of hard contact. You know, command wasn't there. He was walking a lot of guys. But his last four starts, he's been excellent. ERA under I think two fifty now in his last four starts. Curveball looks great, and you mentioned Filthy today. I thought the curveball command was was exceptional. He's throwing hard, 94, 95. You see him get up there this year, and usually he's in the 92 to 93 range. But it's really encouraging for Twins fans to see him kind of come around at this time as we get into mid and late September and start thinking about October. That's when you want to start hitting your strides, Lucas. It's not about who's going off at the end of July, beginning of August. It's who's hitting their stride now. And that's why when we watch these games – I'm pretty confident in the Cardinals' ability to make the playoffs. I think the Twins are going to make the playoffs. So when we're watching this these games, we're looking more of who's getting into their stride as we get into October, and Barrios is such a key for this team. Even with how good Kent Maeda's been this year, Barrios is big for them in the playoffs. He's like maybe the X-factor number one for them if he's able to pitch well. I thought he looked good today and then broke down a little bit, but I think the Cardinals' lineup overall, and I want to get your take on it too, is I think it's an underrated lineup because I think people forget how good Paul Goldschmidt is. He didn't have a great day today. You know, still, he still gets on base when he doesn't have a great day. But this is a guy who's been a top 10, 15 hitter in baseball, if not top five to seven in the last decade, Lucas. I think people forget about that. He moved over to St. Louis last year. Great in the second half. And correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't follow uh, the NL Central as much, but I think this is a guy that people sleep on.
1: I think we will sleep on him more so because of who he's surrounded by isn't aren't really names that you really want him to be surrounded by, you know, Cardinal fans are are so focused on the offensive struggles for St. Louis and rightfully so. I mean, I mean, nobody in their outfield is hitting above 225 except for Bader who's 230. Um, And you know, they have a lot of outfield and offensive question marks that they just don't realize how good Goldschmidt has been. I mean, in Goldschmidt's last uh, 30 games, he's hitting 333 driven in 13 runs and walked 15 times. Uh, 20, excuse me. Watched 25 times. So I mean, like you say, he gets on base. He's he has a, at least a hit in his last four, three games. So I mean, this is a guy that you know. Sometimes when when you see big names move to teams like Goldschmidt did last year, you, you see them struggle in their first years. They try to get their footing. They try to be comfortable. Maybe they put too many, too many, you know, too high of expectations on themselves because they really want to impress their new, their new fan base. And you know, like you say, he came around in the second half and. This year has really come into his own with 3.30, 4.61 uh, on base percentage and a 9.61 OPS. So, I mean, I mean, that's just I mean 20 Paul has been kind. You
2: know, exactly, that's yeah. Paul Goachman. I mean, that's what he does, and that's, that's what he's done, and that's what he did in Arizona. And, you know, I, I do think moving to Bush is is a factor, too, you know, more mm-hmm. of a, a pitcher's ballpark. But I, I look at this Cardinals team, too, and how they match up with the Twins. I just think it's such an interesting matchup because that bullpen, too, and the Twins have struggled against – good bullpens this year as a lot of teams do but the twins especially and not expectedly struggling against bullpens but uh the cardinals seem to have just arms and arms and arms there lucas they got gallegos and they pull in andrew miller who maybe doesn't have the same stuff that he had a few years back but is still effective nonetheless john Gantt struggled a little bit walk donaldson he came around to score but he's also solid i mean this is a good bullpen
1: it's one of you know it's the absolute strength of this team i mean you you go beyond pitching and you want to you know hone it in a little bit more to what their strength is it's their bullpen i mean the relief pitching this year has been just absolutely incredible and 119 innings uh, they got an era of 363 uh uh, fielding independent pitching of 4.55 and they're just able to get a lot of guys out they don't let a lot of inherited runners score when they come into jams and you know they really save the day i mean especially in game number two after Ponce de Leon was only able to go three innings, which we'll talk about in a bit, but, you know, four four plus innings with only giving up two runs to the twins is no easy task. And the Cardinals bullpen was up to the challenge today. Um, But you look at their, their, because their starters today, especially were kind of question marks, Carlos Martinez, Daniel Ponce de Leon. We actually started the series back in July or what what seems like three years ago (laughs) with all this layoff. Um, You know, I I thought Martinez results were, were a mixed bag. He was able to strike out three, but gave up four runs and, you know, the Twins were able to capitalize on a couple of mistakes that the Cardinals made defensively. DeYoung made, didn't make a play that he should have. I thought Lane Thomas could have thrown out um, the catcher, uh, Osteido, if I think I'm saying that wrong, yep, um, do, yeah. in, in the, th- the third inning. But I thought the Twins were able to capitalize on mistakes, especially in the third inning of game one.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, since he's been back, Donaldson's been been tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, after today... The Cardinals had trouble getting him out today. I think he was on five out of seven times today and, and hit that three-run homer that you mentioned, Lucas. I thought Martinez looked good. I mean, in the first two innings, I thought his slider was really sharp. I thought he was locating it well, and that's kind of the key for him. Fastball slider guy, and that slider's been so nasty for him in recent years back when he was an ace for the cards and then moved over to the bullpen, and you know a lot more about that than I do. But I do know he has a good slider, and when his slider's on, it's hard for righties to hit him. He made not one, not two, but three mistakes to Donaldson, I thought, where he left that slider up a third time, and he did not miss it the third time. And it's just about cutting that out when you got guys on base, too. And, and Domnack did it in the second game for the Twins. He couldn't throw a strike. At least Martinez got it over in the first game. But uh, Donaldson's been raking since he's been back, and that three-run homer is kind of – for a team like the Cardinals, Lucas, at least in my perspective, this is a team that you mentioned, really good bullpen. Defense is the best in baseball, in my opinion. I think just – sabermetrically the best in baseball too This is a team that needs to get an early lead when they get down three nothing in the third inning of a seven inning game it's going to be hard for them i think even against um you know pitching staffs that aren't as strong as their own i just think it's hard for them to come back and score runs they get a lead in the second game look what happens they win but yeah i think donaldson's been raking since he's been back and he had a great day today and it's great to see from him and then nelson cruz two home runs i think i just read a stat He's done it. He's homered in both games of the doubleheader three times this year. I think is what it is, which is uh, which is nutty. I think the first twin to ever do that. Um, the wow. ageless wonder. I know Nelson Cruz kind of handed you guys a World Series, but he's been <laughs> no, no, a, no. A joy for for Minnesota Twins fans.
1: And yeah, I mean, Nelson Cruz is definitely an, an ageless wonder. I mean, what, he, he's forty, right? He's, not, he, he's, he's 40, reached yeah. that mark. He, he just continues to get better and better. I mean, they were talking on the Cardinals broadcast today. You know, they were kind of in awe of Cruz and. Uh, I think he didn't become a regular until he was 28, and he still has a chance to be in the top 50 all-time um, among home runs. I think he's 14 away from that top 50 slot. And after all, not being a regular until 28 years old, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, that that's, you know, commitment to your craft. And, you know, he just hit, seems to hit a home run with with ease every time It's a simple power with Cruz. Um, And I was looking at,
2: you know, sorry, Lucas, I was going to say look at uh, Carlos Martinez with the stuff he has just purely. And and Daniel Ponce, who throws hard but does give up a lot of homers. Now he struck out, then walked, homered, struck out. Then the second game. Single walk, single homer. I mean, he's, just, he's getting on base with with just ease, it feels like, even against the best of bullpens, I just had to throw that in. I have to appreciate him while he's here, Lucas. Right. He's 40. You know, you got to appreciate him. You don't know how much longer he's a free agent oh, after absolutely. this year. Um, and, you know, I think he'll play again. Uh, I would if I were him the way you're hitting. Right. Still. But, you know, you don't know if it'll be in Minnesota. There's 15 more teams that need a DH. Maybe the cards are on him. That would break my heart.
1: Oh, my goodness. I don't know how I feel about that. because Oh, man, yeah. There's some, there's,
2: some, there's some deep ties there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if he would want to play at Bush Stadium every day. But your, what's your gut reaction to the, to the Twins re resign him if you were to say yes or no right now?
2: Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna move some stuff around so they're able to do that. And the thing with the twins is the only big contract they have on the on the docket is Donaldson. They locked up Jorge Polanco for a long time, Max Kepler for a long time. But you also know extended him in the offseason three years at thirty million. Jose Brios got a couple more years, Kentamaeda three years at uh nine million, I think it is, which is just nuts. Um crazy deal there's a lot of incentives in that but they have a lot of cost certainty Lucas so they they have the wiggle room to do it and that would be my only reason not to is if they if they were in a money strap but I don't I don't feel too bad for MLB owners so yeah I think you're resigning Cruz I think I think he's going to come back because you know now that Josh is there he wants to play with Josh he wants to play with Miguel Sano who's like a little brother to him um I just think he's he's built a home in Minnesota I don't see him leaving but uh it would take me a long long time to get over it if he did I would be very upset
1: Nash and I will continue our conversation in just a moment. First, I want to tell you how you can support the show, and one of those ways is you can support a sponsor. One of our sponsors is Built Bar. The Built Bar is new and improved and even more delicious than before. 18 amazing flavors with six new ones. Some examples are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Some of their 12 original flavors include coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, coconut, and more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Even though they're covered in chocolate, Bilt Bars is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last, so be sure to head over to builtbar.com to get your free cooler. Go to BuiltBar.com and you can use the promo code On and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. You mentioned the game two win for St. Louis. Uh, they didn't get the lead first off because uh, Twins saw a home run from, from Rooker, who that was a laser into, into left field. Um, but that third inning was an odd third inning. We, there was a lot of things to break down. The Cardinals only had two hits that inning, both singles. They didn't have an extra base hit in the entire game, did St. Louis. The Twins actually out-hit the Cardinals 7-5, to five, but just some odd at-bats, some great at-bats, one that we'll talk about in a, in a little bit with, with weeders, especially, but – it was just an odd inning, and, and as a Twins fan, that's got to be frustrating right? to, to oh, see yeah. you know, your, your pitchers not give up that big hit but still give up that big
2: inning. Yeah, Dobnak hasn't given up more than two runs in an inning in his entire two-year career. He gave up five in the third, so that tells you how weird it's been or how weird that inning was for him, and he just couldn't find the strike zone. Randy Dobnak's a guy who's known for throwing strikes. He doesn't have great stuff. His sinker and slider he's going to work off of, and, and you know, his main thing is that he throws down in the zone. Very Dallas Keiko-esque. That he just gets a lot of ground balls and then he's gonna throw strikes and he just he lost it and plunked two batters. I don't know if that hit Edmonds' cleat or not. I don't know if you saw that play, but um yeah. it was it was dicey. I, I think it might have hit his cleat and then I think he hit DeYoung right after that as well. And it was just like he walked yeah, or weeder. Yeah, it was just like a really weird uh inning for Domnak that he just couldn't find his control and the Cardinals score five runs. And at that point, again, I'll mention when the Cardinals get a lead like that, it's hard to feel confident late in the late innings of that game. And when it's only seven innings and they do that in the third, it's, it's hard to feel good as a twins fan at that point. But I mean, five runs, they got it done, and then Matt Weir's with the at-bat of a lifetime. I've never seen anything like that. It was really just – and I want to get your perspective, Lucas, because for me, you mentioned it's frustrating. I'm like, let's get out of this inning. Like, I, just, I wanted to be done with the inning, and so for that to be that 19-pitch at-bat is what it was, I think, uh, that was yeah, nuts. 19. But what, was, what were you thinking?
1: and then, yeah that that at bat was you know one of the best at bats I've ever seen live I mean, you know, the, the Brandon belt had twenty one pitches twenty one pitch like thirteen minute at bat number of years ago this this was ten minutes, I think is what they said on air the um, yeah, at bat for readers and that ending was just one of those things that as a baseball person, you have to be happy with the at bats because, um, you know Edmund saw uh five pitches young worked a four pitch walk Goldschmidt saw some pitches the Cardinals just put together at bats and no they weren't able to get a lot of you know they weren't able to get that big hit but but sometimes the big hit isn't necessarily what you need you just have to keep the line moving and good things happen um nobody you know you had one strikeout that was very uncharacteristic um kind of at bat for Goldschmidt who you know only four pitches who swung over three three sliders I think it was but other than that just really solid at bats and That, you know, like we talked about with that Weeders, that bat, he fell off 10 pitches in a row. Um, You know, and that's, you don't, you just don't see that every day. Especially from the pitchers, you know, the pitcher uh, might have wanted to, you know, Thielbaum might have wanted to expand the zone a little bit. But, no, he kept challenging Wheaters and Wieders kept fouling off pitches. You just don't see that in today's baseball. You, you see guys swinging for the fences once they get ahead of the counter, just going all out with their swings. And Wheaters was able to cut down and foul off pitch after pitch after pitch and just be a thorn in, in the twin side. And eventually Weeders was, you know, was retired with the flyout. But that, that still was –
2: uh, a very impressive at
1: bat to say the least.
2: Oh yeah. And then the twins had to take out Theobar. You know, and that, yeah. that's that's the the piggyback there is, is what happens. Exactly. Theobar had to throw 19 pitches. He gets taken out the next inning. That changes the ball game. It didn't because the Cardinals, you know, had had a big lead at that point. Twins tried to battle back, made it 5-3 to three there in the second game, and it felt for a little bit like it, it might be a game in the seventh with Donaldson and Cruz coming up to the plate. Um, but then Colton Wong punches one through the middle, and I thought the umpiring today, Lucas, uh, especially in the second game, it went both ways. There was a Tyler O'Neill slider that was like at least probably six inches off the plate that was called strike three. And yeah. then the Twins had some yeah. bad calls. I mean, I just think the umpiring this year period has been – really really bad at least from what i've seen what have you noticed in the national league with the cards with the umpiring i thought it was terrible today
1: oh i did too i think that strike zones have been you know outrageous for the most part i mean i don't don't know too many names and things i feel like as an umpire if we know your name that tends to not be a good thing when when you're looking (laughs) at an umpire Uh, jerry meals has had one of the widest zones i've ever seen he wasn't the umpire tonight but just like that's a name that comes to mind for this year and he might have worked the last cardinals twin series But, I mean, as an umpire myself, uh, umpire high school level, you just don't like to see it because fans are already, you know, mad enough and and want to see a, you know, a robot ump, robot strike zone. And with umpiring like this, it's not going to be too far away from when we do see a robot umpire strike zone. Um, I don't want to see robot umpire strike zone, but with, with umpiring like we saw today and, you know, throughout this season, robot umpires might not be too
2: far along. Yeah, it's been it's been really bad. I thought in that second yeah, game today it was just like so brutal both ways. Like I'm, I get obviously more right, rattled right. when it's the twins, but like I saw that pitch to O'Neill too, and I'm like, come on, like you. Oh, want, yeah. I, I just want to see a, I want to see a good, clean baseball game. That's just what I want to see. I mean, I don't think that's a lot to ask for, right. and I know mistakes are going to be made. You know, mistakes are going to be made the whole the whole game. But when it's that like so clear, it's just it's really frustrating as a fan.
1: Oh, it is. I mean, like you said, we're all human mistakes are going to happen. But when they happen consistently, and they seem to be correctable mistakes, that's when I get upset. Because um, I mean, you know, fans aren't in the stadiums today. But you know, when, when fans go to a game, they want to see a good clean game defensively, they expect that from the from the players, and they expect it from the umpires, because the umpires can control a lot of the game, whether they, you know, give a couple inches off the plate there, and that, that can change the output of a game if they're uh, in, inconsistent with their with their strike zone, with, with their outcalls and all that good stuff. But it's really frustrating to see that these umpires who are professional umpires, you know, if, if a high school umpire like this is, is missing calls like that, then you kind of understand it. you know, they're not getting paid, you know, thousands of dollars to do this job, but these are professional umpires that just really aren't getting the job done right now, um, in terms of consistency at the major league level. And it's really it, frustrating. To see. It
2: is frustrating. Something that was nice for, for twins fans today. And Lucas, I don't know if, you know, since the the twins played the Cardinals and the twins offense was uh, was doing okay at that time at the beginning of the year. But for a majority of this year, because of injuries and just because of overall just not hitting the ball, they, the offense has been below average, actually. And, and the Twins were expected to have a world-beating offense again in 2020. And I think it was really, really rewarding for us today to see those three home runs in the first game because that's how we win ball games. You see Cardinal baseball. They win ballgames because they have such a great bullpen. Jack Slaherty, I like to call him. I'm glad we didn't see him. <laughs> uh, he's fun to watch, but I'm glad I didn't see him against the Twins.
1: I'm glad but I didn't fun. see Maeda today.
2: Yeah, it's fun to see your team winning the way that you think that they should is a way I think I put it. Where Cardinal Baseball for so long, in my opinion, from what I've seen is. And why I think they're so good in the playoffs, too, and why they've had playoff success is they have pitching, they have defense, and they they score with runners on. You know, they, they get those clutch hits, uh, in my opinion, from what I've seen. I just Absolutely. think that's that's a formula for success. And so it's hard to see from the Twins' perspective is they're pitching really well this year. They're playing the best defense they've played in a long time, but they're not really hitting. And so you kind of have this feeling. Do, does that maybe equate to more postseason success? What's been your viewpoint of the postseason because I think everyone has a different idea. And when twins fans think, are we going to hit home runs through the postseason? How are we going to win the world series? What's been your view of the postseason as a fan?
1: I mean, I think that the one thing that the postseason really relies on is good pitching. I mean, in my experience as a baseball fan, baseball watcher, I always will take a good pitching core over a good offensive core. Cause I like the ability for good pitching. To shut down good hitting, rather than good hitting to shut down good pitching. If that makes any sense, um, so that's why I like the Cardinals um, in the playoffs when they get there, barring any monumental, you know, collapse going down the stretch. But you know, the Cardinals aren't the uh, you know the, the most marketable of teams, the sexiest of teams when you look at the postseason. You, you know, your eyes tend to go to the Twins, they tend to go to the Padres, the Dodgers, teams like that. But the Cardinals just have a lot of sneak Eeky good arms in the bullpen like we talked about a lot throughout this episode that you know that's going to be really really important in october because i mean if, if you have a starter like you know for the twins that can only go three four innings and then the bullpen's a question mark you know then you're really relying on the offense to be really good day in and day out right. to uh to, to to match the other team if you're starting pitching or bullpen has happens to struggle so i tend to go towards a team that has a stronger pitching core uh, rather than a stronger offensive score. But hitting home runs is very important, and the Twins did that very well today, hitting four in two games. So
2: It's fun to see. It is fun to see. Um, I'm sorry, Lucas, we hit five today. You forgot about Nellie's at the end. I just, I, Oh my goodness. I did. We hit five and you can't take away homers from this team right now because they're just (laughs) not doing it.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry if I offended you in any way, Nash. I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. Oh no, that's good. You're forgiven, (laughs) but that's, that's going to do it for our season series here. Um, You know, two at target field twins took both of those earlier in the year and then split here today. Mm -hmm. And I think the Cardinals will play the twins again next year. I'm excited for that. I don't know if they play, a home and home, or if it's three in St. Louis, but if it is three in St. Louis, Lucas, I'm going to come stay with you. If it's in Minneapolis, you can come to, to Target Field and I'll show you around the Mall of America.
1: I love it. I, I, love, I love that plan. Hopefully things are more back to normal in 2021 and we'll, we'll bank on that being the case for next year. I love
2: it. I'm excited for the cards. I think, you know, last year, NLCS run and then that's what they do. You know, maybe they're not, they're not the flashiest team on paper, like you said, but they got to the NLCS and and the, the Twins got swept in the first round and they were probably more exciting during the regular season. But I think the Cardinals just get it done, you know, and, and they're going to continue to get it done. I, I wish you the best of luck with all these double headers. I don't know how you do it. How do you feel about the seven inning double headers, Lucas?
1: For this year, I understand it because you had you know the, the late start. You don't want pitchers getting injured, and we've seen already a lot of pitchers get injured as that you know teams were rushed back in, into the course of action, especially to the start of the year. I really hope they don't keep it for next year. Uh, I really hope that this was just a 2020 contingency plan. Um, and I was talking to a friend earlier today of how, you know, unfair it can be to other teams. He was really upset that the Cubs had to be, you know, punished, quote unquote punished with the double headers. And I get the frustration there, but 2020 is what it is. And, Seven-inning doubleheaders hopefully are just a 2020 blip in the radar, just a 2020 contingency plan because I don't like them for the regular season next year. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I, I think the DH stays next year as well, sadly, in, in both leagues. What do you think about that?
2: You don't like the DH?
1: I'm more of a traditionalist. I get why the DH is a thing. And if it, if it goes, I'll get on board with, in the National League. I just love the old-fashioned National League style of play. Call me yeah. weird. Call me whatever you no, want. No, no, no. Just...
2: Baseball is a game of history. <laughs> I, I can understand that viewpoint. It's re- I'm very, very, very biased as a Twins fan right. with Nelson Cruz, who's our best hitter, right. uh, with Jim Tomey. Uh, Paul Molitor was a DH, admin. so we just had such great years from. Like Jim told me in 2010, was one of the best DH seasons ever, and then Nelly last year was one of the best DH seasons ever. It's like I'm biased. I, I can't say I, will, I. And I've never seen it played that way. You know, like I've never watched my team consistently have their pitcher hit. It's just right. completely different. So people are like, "What is? Do you want to see the pitcher? No, dude, I get it. You know, I I don't see it. So I can't. I can't." you know get with that as much because I, I don't see it all I see is Nelson Cruz hitting monster homers as a DH and it makes me want to watch it more but I can get on board yeah, with no. that I agree with you the seven inning doubleheaders are weird but also people want someone to blame and, and people blame the Cardinals and said other teams have to suffer you know everyone has to suffer this year you know every, all these guys are suffering um this year it's right. not to play the way that they are and it's it's a blessing that we get to watch baseball at all you know
1: I agree. You know, we we talked about complaining about the umpires earlier, and you know, talking about double headers is it a good <laughs> thing, isn't it? A bad thing? But at the end of the day, you know, you know, we we get to watch baseball and in 2020 you know that that's not it that was never a guarantee and I, i'm just happy that we were able to watch it and i'm really happy that you and i were able to talk about it today nash it was good catching yeah. up with you
2: yeah it was good and you know we'll we'll get back on maybe we'll do like a playoff preview as we talk about because i just think the cards and the twins have such a dynamic that it's so different mm-hmm. you know there's such different teams they're built on different principles that i think it's interesting for uh, for listeners to to listen to us talk so i appreciate you brother <laughs> A hey, prime members.